This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. Fightful Smackdown podcast. It is April 25th. We got all kinds of stuff to talk about. Smackdown Live in particular. We're also going to talk a little bit about Mauro Ranallo. Uh, of course, guys, go visit Fightful.com. All your news, photos, videos, results, interviews, podcasts. We got it all. Pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing. Lots of cool stuff there. Did a nice little retro podcast with J.J. Dillon last week. Of course... Register for free, no credit card required to get early access to that Matt Riddle show and that Shane Helms show. I am joined by Anna Bauert, who hosts Most Ridiculous, and she did not take the week off. No, no, I did not. I finished this week's episode uh, 7.30 in the morning. Why? Because I wanted to get it done. It just, yeah, I've been traveling and then stuff got in the way and whatever. I did it. It's up. It's fine. Somebody asked if I'll be doing a podcast on Joshua and Klitschko. No, but Carlos and I would imagine Stephen will be. We do have coverage of Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko this weekend, of course. And, of course, we have the Canelo and the uh, Julio, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight coming up as well. Lots of cool stuff on the boxing end. Joe Holbert has a feature on Anthony Joshua. I think he has one on Klitschko coming up soon. So big stuff coming there. Our boy Carlos Toro uh, credentialed at the Barclays Center. They love him there. I've heard nothing but good things from other journalists from there. Before I kick it over to Jeff Hawkins, I got to say, Anna, congratulations on your award. Thank you. Now, now Jeff, I can't just introduce him as the award-winning Jeff Hawkins because that's not fair. Well, that is a perk of being an award winner. Uh, you know, I'm just happy. Like I've up to this point just gotten participation stickers. So this is good for me. This is good for my self-esteem, I feel. Tell us a little bit about what you did to get that award. I acted. You acted <laughs> I, in what? I acted good. Um, I acted in a pilot. Did you act like my voice wasn't echoing through your headset? Because that's what it's doing. Uh, this guy. We're also joined by the award-winning Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, tell us what you did to win that award. <laughs> I got voted by the fans on a now-defunct podcast that is... <laughs> that was a good guest. That was a good guest on another show. Ooh, somebody has a fantastic idea for a members-only podcast, and it's Anna on advice on how to escape the friend zone. Hey guys, oh, I'll give you this one for free. You don't. Once you're there, you're probably there forever. What makes people Hate think I have any idea how to do that? Uh, your your mic is now not working. <gasps> I got. I have a major echo. Fantastic. We have SmackDown Live to talk about, of course. Guys, don't forget to tune in to that show with Jimmy Van tomorrow. That show has blown up. People love it. People love it for whatever reason. Jeff, what do you think of this week's Raw? Or this week's SmackDown, rather? I don't give a shit what you think about Raw. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm still processing. I don't know if I liked it or not. I, I thought there's, it, it felt like it, it felt like a show where they're building for a secondary B level pay per view, and we're just kind of waiting for the real guys to get back. Other than the uh, Styles Corbin match, which I really liked. 
Anna, is your gimmick that you will never do the show from the same place two weeks in a row? It's really looking like that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Fantastically. Um, so, yeah. Somebody says you are – Roy Soria says you are the female Elias Sampson. You are the drifter. <laughs> I'll take it. She sings better. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. I want to change it in my Twitter bio. Man. I'm impressed, Roy Soria. Well done. Well done. Anna Steady Traveling. Uh, she will be back in her normal her normal. Are you taking this week off or are you working this week? I'm working. Damn. Got a long flight to work on. Well, I was gonna say on the plane. Yeah. On the plane. Who needs sleep? Well, let's talk about this SmackDown. Without further ado, you guys, of course, leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube page. Tweet out the link if you all don't mind. Help us out a little bit. Tell your friends, tell one person, come hang out of the Fightful Podcast. Of course, we have live coverage of SmackDown Raw, all that good stuff over at Fightful.com. You can go there, join in on the discussion. I don't know what way to explain this opening segment outside of WWE wrote it to make you think that Michael Jackson isn't dead. He's just Japanese and fights now. Um, Jeff, I want your thoughts on this opening Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler segment. Too clever by half. That, that's my initial thought in that you take a Nakamura, who is a great wrestler, and they go, well, how can we market him in our own way? And then Vince looks at a guy, and this has been happening for a long, long time looks at him and goes, how do I view him through the lens of how I view myself? And he sees Shinsuke, and he sees him as this eccentric weirdo who wears red leather and dresses like Michael Jackson. Oh, there's the promo. That's what the heel's going to say right now. And look, I thought Shinsuke survived it fairly well. He has this weird clint eastwood style presence when he's doing the squinting that i just love uh, you, you, that's yeah. never going to be turned on that's never going to have the fans turn on but having fans chant what while shinsuke is trying to speak english it's a little uh it's a little uh, disconcerting for me to be I fair it was one fan it was yeah. just one guy oh, was it? Oh, <laughs> yeah was it just one guy it I could, well, well it was audible so it's one of those things um it's weird how Dolph Ziggler has morphed into the Miz since the Miz has left. Um, but overall, I just well, less good you Miz. You don't need to do. You don't need to do too much with Shinsuke. It, it's like adding. It's like adding a one to prime rib. You don't need to do it. Prime rib tastes fine on its own with some salt and pepper. You don't need to add sauce to it. That is a damn good comparison. A damn good comparison. Yeah, this is the one guy in the crowd chanting what who didn't watch Raw last night, apparently. Uh, that was uh, eh, eh. But uh, Nakamura is – he's in this spot, and it's its such a – it's – I mean, I'm I'm ready to just already see him, like, in, in a higher spot. But here's the situation. The higher spots are monopolized. One, Owens and Styles, who are – Hey, they're they're good in any spot, whatever. And then you got Gender and Orton in this weird world title situation. That's like nobody's going to care about this unless we put the title into the situation. Well, it's no, weird. The, this well, this is the test. This is a test for Shinsuke. You see, this is this is his coming out to the American audiences, to the WWE universe, as they like to say, and we'll see how he handles it. And then that will determine whether or not he moves up or down. Now, I think once he starts having a match with Dolph, he's going to be fine. He's going to get over as an ass kicker. But I, I'm a, I'm of the opinion that less is more in terms of him talking. I, I just and. Unfortunately, in the environment that they create, I mean, AJ Styles was in this position when he first came in with Jericho and The Miz. Now, his matches got him over, but his mouth is what made him a star. They never do that in the W. They don't do, like, say, the Muda in 1987-88 push in Jim Crockett where he's just out there being an ass kicker, and he gets over that way without having to ever speak a word because he had a manager who would do that for him as well, even though, you know, it wasn't, you know, the, the greatest promos. I love Gary Hart, but what got Muda over was just being fantastic and new. 
it's the same thing that's going to get Shinsuke over to this main roster type of crowd. The problem is that's never been the way, the path to stardom in Vince McMahon's eyes. Anna, do you see Shinsuke Nakamura being a top guy in on SmackDown in the near future? And do you see him being a top star on SmackDown a couple years from now? I hope so. That's the thing. It's just He's just come up from NXT where they just let him do his thing. He came in, didn't have to speak much. He was just himself, and it worked. I just can't get my head around how WWE, who is – the mothership to NXT, who is, you know, the leading player in pro wrestling, screws it up so badly with people like him. Like, it's infuriating. It they really watch, is. And- they don't watch the product. It, it's, a, it's a simple answer. They don't watch NXT to know what's what's going on down there. They just see that, oh, this guy is popular. Bring him up. We'll do something with him. It, it frust- frustrated me from five seconds in when they started calling him the artist. Yeah. And now I'm just like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, I mean, Triple H has established that Vince McMahon does not watch NXT. He watches TakeOver on occasion. Mm-hmm. He's not going to change his ways now. No, He's done this for years. This is how he's going to go. And it's whatever. It is what it is. It's just really frustrating to sit back and watch. And this, uh, this promo from Ziggler, I felt so passionately angry about. It was just infuriating. And with all the shit that's going on with gender, it's like SmackDown's becoming the racist show, and I really don't like that. How was this one racist? They were pushing it. They were pushing it in a very fine line with Ziggler and some of his comments. And just the whole, like, we knew that Shinsuke wasn't going to be saying much. He came out with a mouth guard in to an interview. And just the continuous, he's going to speak. Oh, no, I'm going to speak for you. And there was one line from Ziggler about, oh, to the crowd, you don't understand Japanese, so let me explain it. And just that kind of like. Yeah. There there are some situations like I'm okay with them using racism. I'm okay with them using some of these things because that stuff happens in the real world. Yeah. I'm okay with them portraying it. But the thing is, if they really go full on with this, they take gender to the Northeast. He's probably getting cheered. People are probably going to be like, yeah, this, this happens in the world. We feel bad for this guy. But it's, it's like, it's so. It, I, I get the feeling it's like, oh, you know what? <sighs> you can't trust him. Look at him. <laughs> They'll boo him. Oh. You never know. Uh, I hope that part's in the biopic, by the way. <laughs> what is it? Oh, gosh. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people saying who should play Vince, and I was like, they should CGI Vince and have Bruce Pritchard just do a voiceover. <laughs> because Bruce Pritchard's Vince McMahon is fantastic. It'll be like Grand Moff Tarkin in, in, in Rogue One. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't watch Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> I've Lost me there. Panel, I'm sorry. Well, wait until I start the 80s references. Then we'll, then we'll really lose you. I, I got some of those. You you hit me with an MC scat cat, then I got you covered. <laughs> AJ Styles defeated Baron Corbin. Uh, I guess these are these two are each other's TV program right now. Uh, good match per usual from AJ. Good commentary per usual from Owens. Styles wins. Owens attacks. Zane makes the stay save, but Owens leaves Styles laying. This was a harmless segment. A, a fine match. It advanced the AJ Styles, Kevin Owens story, and it set up a little something between Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn. Anna, your, your thoughts on the whole situation? I really like the match. Um, KO has entered the darkest timeline, and someone commented on Twitter to me that they this should have been him as the champion. Yeah, I kind of agree. He's just ultra, it's really dark. And poor Byron sitting next to JBL and KO during that stuff, that was... Vicious. Um, I, I between the actual match though, I really enjoyed, and that kick out when Styles was caught in the bottom ropes, and then Corbin just booted him to the mat was awesome. AJ just he, I would say, is the best seller in WWE, and that I mean, I'm stating the obvious here. I just love him. I love him, and I every time I watch him, I can't everybody. Yeah, I just every time I see him, I can't get my head around how good he is. So I enjoyed it. 
he's taking insane horizon, but found uh, I guess a playlist of some of your your reels, Anna. Wait, what? I guess somebody searched for Horizon, oh. but found something about the newsroom. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought that. Okay, I didn't realize that one was still up. Sure. Hey, there's some of those videos helped get her a job here. An abortion monologue yep. <laughs> got you a job here. And then the irony is most ridiculous and got me a horror movie. So, hey, sure. hey, Jeff, your thoughts on Styles Corbin <laughs> and the situation? Uh, you can find my clips online too if you want. Um, <laughs> uh, it's fine. They're going to set up the tag team match for next week. Um, I, I thought the interesting part of Owens trying to push away Corbin made me think that, that they may be playing the tag team partners who can't get along type of thing, and then they'll eventually turn into a three-way match. I hope not. I really hope not. I, I don't think that – I don't think uh, Owens and AJ need a third party in there to uh, to protect anyone. I'd much rather see those two just have a nice, long main event style match. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think think this helped establish a couple of things. You know, we're probably going to get a Corbin Zane match either next week or probably at Backlash, and we'll get the tag match next week. So, yeah, sure, whatever, that's fine. We had a beat the clock tag match. Generally, beat the clock ta- or matches in general would be a nice excuse to do spot fests because why would you just want to beat the person as quickly as possible? But they never do that. We got a five-minute win from American Alpha here. Sure, that's fine. I'm not going to complain about American Alpha beating uh, the Colones. The Colons. But <laughs> what is it? The Colons? Yes. So he said, yeah, they are the shits. Jeff, did you think American Alpha was going to end up with the tag title shot? I, I like the idea of doing the tag matches for Beat the Clock. I'm not a fan of Beat the Clock to establish title challengers. I'm just not. No, I'm not because basically what they're saying literally is we're not going to, I mean, especially as haphazardly as this, where they've established no real, you know, animosity or competitiveness amongst the tag teams, amongst the four teams in this competition, so to speak. It's literally saying we only have two hours of TV. We don't really have time to build up a number one contender. Let's throw a couple quick matches out there and see how fast we can go. Now, I did like JBL's commentary about strategy in a beat-the-clock match, which goes to your point about it being a complete spot fest. I thought that part was kind of clever. I did think American Alpha would eventually win, but it makes sense with Jinder being the number one contender for the world title, Brizongo now being number one contender for the tag title and kind of giving the shine to the Owens-AJ title feud as the secondary title but still the quote-unquote main event it yeah, makes we'll, sense in that, in that realm uh, we'll talk about that in, in a bit uh anna american alpha getting the win back over the colognes the colognes have kind of punked them out the last two, two weeks think that's a good move because american alpha seem kind of dead in the water at this point and they shouldn't they there's no reason for them to be coming across like this I appreciated the beat the clock thing because it it seems like they are trying everything they can to do something with this division and they need to. Um, So uh, for that reason, I didn't mind it. I still take issue with the colons. They got a gimmick change. They got a name change, which is cool and that's great. And I'm not going to write off what they could possibly bring in the future, but we still know who they are. We still know who they just were. And so by reintroducing them without changing anything or changing their story or giving us a reason. Hey, hey, they attacked people without shirts on. What? Does that mean nothing to you? I thought they were good. I thought they They had normal pants on. Yeah, and that's the thing. They are doing good work. But because of what we've just been given with the timeshares for the past six months, yeah. it's kind of hard to look past that at this point. I just wish that they would give them something a bit more solid to go with to make this something. They need squash Jeff, matches. They need squash matches more than just about any other team on this roster, but they're not going to get Jeff, them. Jeff, how many timeshares do you think they sold? <laughs> um, one to Heath Slater probably. Um, 
probably two or three total. Listen, these two guys have to be the most financially secure guys on the roster. That's why Vince likes them. I mean, they, they've had jobs for a, almost a decade, both of them. Then, they're, I mean, if they, if they don't, then they can just go to WWC. Not like they'll make any money there. But they're also part-time matadors, and they sell timeshares. Look, I was told today during a <laughs> during a promo that Jinder Mahal, I'm jealous of him because he has more wealth than I do. So I think Jinder Mahal is probably the best off, better off than the, the Colognes are. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, backstage crappenings. Okay. We get uh, – I'll talk about this before the Orton-Rowan match. We got a janky – House of Horrors promo. This is significant to me because I did the YouTube rankings today. Nothing on Raw ranked lower than Bray Wyatt's spooky promo. (laughs) Nothing. It was the bottom segment. That rarely ever happens with anything he's involved in. Um, We'll talk more about that in a moment. However, they teased that Rusev was going to speak about the Superstar Shakeup, to which I thought, man, if they – if he's back, there's no excuse for gender to get this push. As it turns out, Rusev's not back. And there's still no excuse for gender's push. But uh, Rusev said that he doesn't like Shane McMahon. He doesn't like Daniel Bryan. And he will pack his bags and head back to Bulgaria if he doesn't get a title shot at Money in the Bank, which is in June. Jeff, thoughts? Look, Bulgarian PWG is very underrated. And and he could really, you know, <laughs> uh, he's probably getting a title shot or he's going to come down and beat up gender and probably be a baby face or something because Lana's no longer going to be with him. I don't know. It's a fine promo to keep him off because he's injured. I'm fine with this. It, it, he's not going back to Bulgaria, though. Somehow I, I disbelieve that. Go figure. You know, you know, all it takes, all it takes is them saying, Rusev has competed for like the last two years with a fucked up shoulder. That's Uh all it takes. It takes Daniel Bryan saying that one time on Talking Smack. Shane McMahon saying that one time on Talking Smack. Say, uh, my sister Stephanie wouldn't give him the time off that he needed. Yes. We did. He's better. He's back. We know he contribute. That's it. Uh Bam. You can put him right back in as a main eventer. It's that fucking simple. Anna, will they do it? God knows. I just, uh, look, if Jinder gets more of a push than Rusev does at the end of all this, I will go back to Bulgaria. I've never been. I'll happily move there just to get away from this angle. He did put up on Twitter something about he's tired of not getting the opportunities and that's why this is kind of the ultimatum. I just look at that and go, that's that's a shoot. That must be a shoot as well as kayfabe, but... <laughs> They're still in the Alex Kozlov storyline, Jeff. Oh, man. They're going back name. to Europe. There's a name. Um, yeah, sure. Alex Kozlov. Uh, who, who, uh, Tony Holm. What was it? Ludwig Borga. He's going back to his home. He's sure. dead. He's dead as fuck. I know. I know. Randy <laughs> Couture killed him. True. Man. <laughs> you want to see an ass whipping, go check out Ludwig Borga in the UFC, you guys. Man, did he get his ass whipped. I am, I'm, he was a terrible fighter. Part of me is really, really hoping that Jinder beats Randy and then he's just a placeholder for Rusev to finally get the title. That, that, would, that be, would be funny. That would be great. Yeah, well, hey, listen, you're not going to have any arguments from me about Jinder holding a title over Randy Orton. There are a lot of things I'm upset about uh, in regards to the Jinder Mahal thing. But if he's the champion over Randy Orton, I'm not going to be bitching about it. I just love that we're at the point where we're hoping Jinder Mahal wins the title because he's more exciting than Randy Orton. Than Randy Orton, yeah. That was never to hell two weeks ago. I wrote an article called that, that was titled Stop Acting Like You Cared About Jinder Mahal two weeks ago. And I cared about <laughs> him more two weeks ago than I have Randy Orton almost at all ever. Well, not at all, ever, but you know, it's hyperbole. Speaking of, His make a Randy wish Orton had a no DQ match against. <laughs> he had a no DQ match against Randy Orton. The funny thing is, if the U.S. and world titles were switched on SmackDown, I'd probably look at so much of this and be like, "Yeah, this makes sense." 
if Jericho beats Owens for the world title, he's coming over to SmackDown. Uh, now, they would have had to have gotten the title on him somehow, but shit, anything's better than what's going on right now. Uh, also, if Jinder Mahal was getting an opportunity at the United States title, that would make a lot more fucking sense. I don't know. Orton back suplexes Rowan on the announce table. At the very least, this match does make sense because Eric Rowan had a little bit to do with Bray Wyatt. Orton wears out Rowan with a cane, puts him through a table. I really think, Anna, this match should have been a sustained ass-kicking. Like, Randy Orton just should have beat the living crap out of Eric Rowan for 15 minutes and then beat him. After the match, Orton says, the house of horrors will be Bray Wyatt's hell. Jinder Mahal comes out and cuts the traditional all of these people promo. That way you don't think that anybody's excluded because it's all of these people. Jinder and the Singh brothers attack Orton and take his title. This was a much better uh, promo than we've seen from Jinder lately, and it wasn't that great because of the verbiage. Had he been given good verbiage, who knows? He takes off with the title, which is lends itself to, is this going to be a title match Sunday? No, it's not. And now Brandy Orton won't have a title to bring down. Let's unpack all of this, Anna. Just give it to me. Let me hear. I just can't believe that that is how they're explaining that it's no longer a title match. Yeah, that's what they'll do. Oh, my. Yeah. Bray Wyatt won't have a rematch. Won't have a title rematch, mind you. Which is a good thing. At, At this point, anything to do with this angle, I cannot care. If I care, it hurts. So I need to remove myself from this situation because it's toxic. It should have been a beatdown. It should have, instead of Rowan standing there with stairs so Auden could run into them again for another week. It's, it's a freaking joke. It's upsetting, and I need to take a step back and breathe because this is the title. This is the title. And then the gender comes out, and I just found myself typing repeatedly, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this, I hate it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And there's something about Auden saying that this being purgatory, this feels like purgatory to me. This really freaking does. So please, can we move on from this angle? Please, God, please. That is it. That is. We it. can't be that far removed from getting New Day back and Shinsuke Nakamura wrestling in matches and John Cena being back eventually. Because um, they need those. SmackDown, yeah. for, all, for all the things that it gained in the shakeup, boy, it got some weird... Ended up with some weird booking. They'll be fine in the end. It's just right now, it's yeah. the shitstorm is passing through, and soon the hose will come out, and everything gets sprayed down, and it will be glorious. It will be fine, just not right now. Not right now. Jeff, I did like the match, the Eric Rowan Randy Orton match for for whatever for whatever that was. I had fun watching Orton beat up Eric Rowan and put him through tables and beat him up with canes and. <laughs> all that. What did you think of the whole whole angle? That's some dramatic acting by Anna right there. That's some award-winning <laughs> acting. It, it is award-winning. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I'd much rather see Randy just beat on a guy rather than the kind of the hokey, oh, I'm going to fall off the ropes. Let me look behind. Make sure the table's in the right position. Okay, hit me again. I can um, on that point. I kind of feel like that though was Randy's payback from two weeks ago of having to walk into the stairs himself. That so was kind of like, no, you okay. can look like a dick while you're hanging there. Okay. I was just happy that they called back Eric Rowan's specialty in stairs matches, which <laughs> has, has long been a favorite gimmick of 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 his that I love. That they've never called back that in the Vintner gimmick. Um, in terms of being a great winemaker, uh, I had no problem with the, uh, with the, uh, with the aftermath of it, but I do agree that I, I would much rather just see Randy just beat the crap out of Eric Rowan, pin him and then have, uh, Mahal and, uh, the Singh brothers. And I wish I would really like to see the Singh brothers cut a promo saying, stop calling us the Bollywood boys. Okay. That's your yeah. little sports yeah. entertainment gimmick for us. We are the Singh brothers. We are proud Indians, whatever. Just, just have them buy into this whole Mahal thing. If we're going down this path, everybody needs to buy in. 
and everybody should buy into to, to the whole thing and have them ditch the Bollywood boys vernacular and go into being the Singh brothers. I was fine with that. I thought the the limo afterwards was a nice little touch too. All of a sudden they're deciding to spend a little bit of money on 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 the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though there was absolutely <laughs> there was there was absolutely no no hint at this whatsoever for Ginger Mahal in the past five or six years he's been in the company, but now he gets a limo. Okay, good on you. I like it. It's character development in their world. I'll take it. Maybe he invested in timeshares too. <laughs> That's got to be it. Got to be it. Uh, Jeff, how differently, if at all, does this angle look had Sanjay Dutt not passed up a WWE contract recently? Um, I don't because I don't think Dutt would be put in this position. I think Dutt would be one of the sing. I think Dutt would be one of the guys helping Mahal. I think Mahal sure, is that's what I meant. Is is six five, so he's going to be the star here. He'd yeah, be, he was always going to be the star. I'm just saying. Do you think, think you think I, he's involved? I think he's involved, but I don't think I don't think he's. I mean, I think he's cannon fodder. That that's all. He, he's sure. a red shirt. He's a red shirt like the Singh brothers are. He would have been a good addition to 205 Live eventually too. I, I've always liked his work. Oh yeah. Ryback today said that it's pretty obvious that Jinder Mahal's on steroids. Uh, thoughts, guys? What? <clears throat> I can't say what Jinder Mahal is on, if anything. What I can say is that the thresholds required to fail a wellness test are very forgiving. I'll say very, this. Very, very, forgiving. He's still working hard in the gym. It doesn't matter if yes. he's on steroids or not. I'll give him that much. I should be popping off about anybody taking anything. Well, he's admitted that he used steroids. Right. But I mean, he's not, I mean, he's barely wrestling too. So, I mean, it's. One could argue that Jinder Mahal is also barely okay. wrestling. <laughs> ah, good one. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played. So we had another. Another beat-the-clock match. <laughs> Rizongo versus The Ascension. Now, it's, uh, to frame this, I'm about to call this a big upset, and it's a win over The Ascension. Yeah, this is a real ass-whipping, and then Brizongo kind of went out of nowhere. But I'm, I'm pretty happy about it because it was a win via a Falcon Arrow. I am so happy. It's one of my favorite moves in wrestling. Anna, how in love are you with the Falcon Arrow? Um, not as much as I'm in love with Brizango. Look, it didn't. It didn't come out. They're of nowhere. one and the same. It didn't come out of nowhere because dreams come true. <laughs> uh, I'm literally so sometimes happy. dreams coming true come out of nowhere. You still have to dream it. That's still somewhere. Come on, yeah. come on. Anyway, yeah. they won, and my pain is alleviated momentarily, and all is good in the world. Um, whether or not they're actually going to get the titles, well, that's let's not go there yet. Let's just bask in the glory of what just happened. So I'm happy. Jeff, are they are they baby faces against the Usos? Yes. <laughs> there, there's fun. no way they're that, not. That's fun. And that's fun in a different era where tag team wrestling mattered. Um, I think these two together, if they worked on tag team moves, could be a Fantastics Rock and Roll Express type tag team that used their quickness and did a lot of great double team moves. I mean, a la, if you want a current modern day comparison, the Motor City Machine Guns. I think I think these two together are that good. Um, but... This is the land of the gimmick. It's going to be about giving the Usos tickets for being uggos and, and dressing poorly and, and things of that nature. And then they're probably going to get their butts kicked in the tag team title match. But there so, is room to do voice of that. There's yeah. room. There's yeah. room. Yeah. There, yeah. If, if they let this go a while and let them really kind of do a good match, I think it would help. I just have my doubts that, that they'd want Brizongo to outshine an, an American Alpha or a New Day or another babyface tag team that they're really that this is the placeholder for. 
I get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting the, the duo to become tag team champions or anything. No. They absolutely mm. should lose to the Usos, but I think we can have some entertaining stuff along the way and, and following it too. Maybe this can lead to them having maybe an enhanced role of some degree because, I mean, on SmackDown right now, you're without John Cena, New Day, and like I said, Nakamura wrestling 10-minute matches, 10 to 15-minute matches every week. And, you know, you got guys like, Usos who weren't wrestling on the show. There's no Mojo Raleigh on the show, despite him getting a little bit of whatever's going on. Brizongo so, is one of the best acts at the bad comedy that they write for them and in the yes. extracurricular videos that they do. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be very entertaining in this role. I would just like to see some wrestling credibility out of them. That's my thing. Yeah, I would too. And they're capable of it. Mm. Main event time. Naomi cuts what I thought was a, a looking like a good promo in the back with, with Renee Young, and then she shoehorned in not just a pop culture reference, but like a 40-year-old Ali Foreman reference. Good Lord. Yes. <laughs> now, before I switched into this shirt, I changed out of a Cassius Clay Roots of Fight shirt. I'm a big Ali fan. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Shit happened 40 years ago. More people right now that watch that show were probably saying, Foreman, isn't that what we grilled our burgers on? <laughs> so what I was like, damn you, you took my thunder. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. What is this shit? Uh, this match... Uh, starts off hot going into the commercial break. Really liked it. Continued hot after that. Then we got a run-in from all the women besides Becky. So it looks like there's going to be a Naomi, Becky, uh, Charlotte versus Tamina, Natalia, Carmella match. Ellsworth. And Ellsworth, sure. Sure, whatever. I mean, Becky wants that intergender match, and I think they could probably make it happen. Mm-hmm. Why not? But – Anna, this, I mean, it's probably going to happen like backlash, something like that. Who knows what, what they'll do, but just the right way to go. I mean, there, it looks like they want to, I don't know, maybe go baby face route with Charlotte. If not, maybe she turns on them. I think if, where, where do you think this is going? If they were to go baby face with Charlotte, this is the way to do it. I don't, I wrote down that she has a game of Thrones type crazy which is just like this insane power driven, like on the edge would push a child off a cliff kind of crazy to get the championship. And that's what we love about her. And I don't think that you can really be a baby face and push a child off a cliff. I could be wrong, but I think I like, I like this angle and it's different. And honestly, I was expecting what Alex brought up on the podcast last night that they wanted to beat Alexa by making the first woman to have both brand ta- um, yeah. titles. I honestly thought that's where they were going with this. So it was, it was a nice surprise. And Ellsworth's swag game is off the chart. <laughs> yeah, I was a little, I was a little surprised to not see Charlotte win. Hey, I'm not going to complain about that. Unpredictability is nice. Uh, the six person match. I'm, I'm worth seeing. Uh, it's, it's worth seeing where it goes. I mean, not not crapping on it. It's hard for me to believe that anything involving Tamina will be too great. But Jeff, Jeff, your thoughts on the the main event segment? It, it's a shame that they've gotten predictable. That we know that there's going to be three on each side. Because there was a part of me really hoping that Becky would come out and just start beating on Charlotte too. I really was kind of hoping for that because Becky is eased quite well into the Dean Ambrose, but with more personality in terms of her interviews and things like that. She, she comes out, she's very nonchalant about everything, but she's still endearing. I like her a lot. And I, you know, I'm, I kind of want to see her Bexplex James Ellsworth all over the ring in just one mm-hmm. match. But I think yes. this angle is ending up with either Charlotte or Becky turning on the other to establish one of them as a heel to go after the belt. Eventually. Um, I didn't, I didn't like this match at first, and then as it start, kept going, it got better. I, that that I liked, and the beatdown I thought was 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 fine. I thought, I think Tamina still can produce a pretty good kick. 
now and then when she's asked to. I I, I know people have their reservations about her in, in in long matches and things like that, but for certain big bodyguard type brutal spots, she's still very good at just doing those. Um, Charlotte uh, Charlotte looked like she was going to do some ads for uh, the extra crispy chicken uh, today, didn't she? Um, she's a little brown. She has gold running through her veins. This is just oh, okay. shine off that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, okay. I'll buy that. Don't, be, don't have prejudice. It's not prejudice. It's just the self-tanner. Good now control occasionally. And I blame Dolph. Somebody says, imagine being Sean's wife right now, hearing him shout in the other room, what the fuck are you doing? She's used to it by now. She, th- she, she thinks he's yelling at me probably. That, that's what she- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. she, she was on one of my the members-only shows. Where I think we reviewed a movie or something, and she was just like, yeah, I'm used to it. It's nothing new. <laughs> it's nothing new at all. Pretty average SmackDown, in my opinion. Uh, nothing great. They need New Day. They need a Cena once in a while. They, they need their main title to mean something, but it's like they're saying, hey, care about this because the main title is there. It's, it's not the situation of the man making the title. It's a situation where they're trying to have the title make the man and We'll see where the Mahal thing's going. It couldn't get any worse than the way they started it. I disagree with you somewhat, Sean. I don't think they need these other talents. I just think they need to take the talents they have and book them incrementally so that there's a mm-hmm. logical progression sure. in the story as we go, as opposed to just all of a sudden Jinder Mahal's number one contender, and now all of a sudden he has main event credibility. Now, now we yeah. never saw any kind of transformation to go from A to B. That's our problem, and they're expecting the audience to just say, well – you're not supposed to take it seriously. Just go along with it. Same with Brizongo. Same with all this. This, it's mm. always hey, and at I, least Brizongo has proved themselves a little bit. Yes, but, but I don't. I don't disagree with you at all, and uh, I think those talents would help. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Logical storytelling. To Brizongo's credit, they beat the Ascension. Yeah, they beat the Ascension whose face paint game minute. is on point. Mm. Yeah. I think their face paint is very good. The problem was they came in and they said, oh, we're, we like the Road Warriors. And Vince looked at him and goes, you're not as big as the Road Warriors. I'm going to make you a Road Warriors parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alonzo Smith, I'm about to kick you out of the chat for that one. If SRS Why? and his wife had a son, they'd have a boy. Uh, <laughs> You're getting booted for that one, buddy. Um, I liked it. Keep him in. Speaking of, you can buy a Ya Boy shirt, both at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. Also get your Fightful shirt there. And over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross. Somebody says, I have a show idea. Jeff Hawkins read movie lines to Sean and Anna while Sean says Pulp Fiction isn't a good movie. I think we've had that show. Yeah, uh... Isn't that this? Listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to watch a three-hour movie probably. Just how it is. I'll stick to my World War Z all day. I have great taste in television, however, and I have been on a crusade to expose Supernatural and everybody who watches the show. Jeff, I accidentally caught two episodes of Supernatural this week. I turned on my TV the previous nights I had watched uh, NBA on TNT, and I catch Supernatural. I didn't know what the show was. I mean, I'd heard about it, obviously, but I caught a couple, a little bit of it, and I'm like, what is this? Hit info, and I go, how many seasons has this been on? 42. <laughs> yeah. Like 12 years. Mm-hmm. 12 years. It's on constant loop on TNT whenever I'm at the gym. That guy wants to be Keanu Reeves so bad. He is begging to be Keanu Reeves. He he is so pissed off he didn't get the role in John Wick. Like, he is just livid. You know how this progresses, though, right? This is kind of like a, a hate-screwing situation where at first you see it and you're like, oh, yeah. God, I hate this. And then you keep watching it just to rag on it, and then you find yourself at 3 a.m. binge-watching. And that's when I send you the pop vinyl figure and... I I may have questionable taste in movies, but I have great taste in TV, and I didn't used to. I didn't watch TV until like eight or nine years ago because when I grew up in the 90s, there was not a lot of good TV. There were sitcoms. That's it. You had sitcoms. Then The Sopranos showed up and kind of turned everybody on their ass, 
But then I accidentally started watching Burn Notice after Raw, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this. It's a new age MacGyver, yada, yada. <laughs> then I discovered real good shows after that, like Breaking Bad and The Wire and True Detective, the first season, and Fargo. And then I see this supernatural shit. <clears throat> I see this trash. And I see stuff like the Big Bang Theory. If you laugh at the Big Bang Theory, which I have never done. I have never once laughed at the Big Bang Theory. If you laugh at the Big Bang Theory, I am pretty sure that uh, – let me think about this one. When you are at the car rental place and they offer to upgrade you to a luxury sedan, you say, nah, you got any Geo Metros? That's more my style. I need a Metro. Are you going somewhere with this? <laughs> Trash. Yeah, I was agreeing with you up to that metaphor, and then it just yeah, no, 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 no. Do you know what a Geo Metro looks like, Anna? No, I don't. I'm not a car Google person. it. Google it. Okay. Right now, Google it. We're going to discover this. While we do this. I've been mourning that Andrea DeMarco is gone from NXT. Yeah, she's gone. Uh, Had a couple was of Was she the one that that royally screwed up the Rollins promo? Or is that someone else? No. No, that was someone else. Oh. Also, uh, Gunner, Crazy Steve might be on their way to WWE. Uh, might be. Hmm. Jeff, I didn't see that one coming. Me neither. I just, it's like, okay. But, you know. Maybe they see something in them. I, I don't know. Maybe they just want guys that they can beat. That's a possibility, too. Shalika Williams says, to appreciate Supernatural, you have to be a real geek about sci-fi, horror, supernatural, fantasy genres. I am a huge fan of those. I am not. And Will Smith is in the movies. Oh, Jesus. Oh. I'll watch my robot. Any <laughs> credibility you once had just died a painful death. You never had credibility. Never. Uh-huh. I am the man. Boy, I can't believe I work for you. Jeff, I want to yes. ask you about this, and Anna, I want to ask you about this too. Now, we can't say for certain this is what happened, but Mauro Ronaldo came out this weekend, and he said mm-hmm. that JBL had nothing to do with his departure. Right. Everybody that I have spoken to that would know has said it absolutely that what happened. I think we all know. So the rumor is he accepted the settlement mm-hmm. that was being rumored. If that's the case, and I can't say that that is the case, if that's the case, I find that a little a little bit offensive. As I'm a big mental health advocate, I do the NAMI. I, I support NAMI. I do the NAMI walks. I, I try to help r- raise money for charities when I do wrestling shows. When I uh, sell a T-shirt, I'll give to causes like that. Morrow pushing so hard for that as being a mental health sufferer and doing the stigma-free thing, then being willing to brush something like that, just sweep it under the rug. How does that make you feel, if that is the case? I've been morally conflicted on this for the last couple days because on the one hand, you want to extricate yourself from a negative situation and you want to move on with your life. So you take the money, you accept the gag order, which I think there is. There's a gag order in this settlement deal where he can't talk about it or he can't say anything disparaging about the company or, or, or he has to pay what he got in the settlement plus a fine plus court costs that they recoup from him. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like J.J. Dillon had the same kind of thing from your interview on Friday. Cody Rhodes did the same thing last year. Yeah, what is the, the the question is what is your responsibility to people who come behind you? And that's something I'm playing with cuz he doesn't necessarily have one. He has the right to take care of himself in his own situation and get out of there. On the other hand, this became a cause de jour because other people were fighting for Morrow. And then he basically just said, "Look, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm out of here." I understand both sides of this. I just don't know which one is right necessarily because from the looks of it now, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. Absolutely. No, there's, I mean, for the people who are really big on change, they have to be disappointed tomorrow. But at the same time, 
Morrow can now go on and do boxing and MMA and probably back to New Japan for, for bigger shows if, if he if they so choose to get rid of Kevin oh, Kelly. Yeah, I would imagine Ross. I would imagine when Jim Ross's New Japan deal is up in January, uh WWE will offer him something to not do that. Morrow will probably take that position back. He's not gonna hurt for work. But no. and you kind of saw it. If nothing was gonna happen to JBL by that first episode that he was still on, nothing's going to. Well, and it's not even that something has to be – it's not that there has to be anything punitive. There just has to be some – even a mea culpa of it because, I mean, yeah. coming out the same week with the whole Justin Roberts, look at this loser that nobody liked stuff. It's just like the, the, it's not only not been any progress. There's been a regress in it. It's almost like we've moved backwards since finding out about the Morrow situation. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, of all the things, all it took for him, all it took for JBL to say was, I'm sorry, it was immature of me. Yes. It was wrong of me. Anna, did it surprise you that JBL was like, nobody liked Justin Roberts? F him. He didn't literally say F him. No, because this guy hasn't changed his behavior in the past how many years? Why would we expect him to now, especially since well, he's he, getting away with he it? He had toned it down yeah. to a large degree since the advent of major social media. Yeah, but I don't think I don't feel like that's enough. In in terms of the Mara thing, like we don't know the circumstances. We don't know what he's personally going through. All I can think of is something something like what he's dealing with takes up a lot of time and energy. And for this thing, which would take even more time and energy to fight a corporation as big as WWE, that's, that's a huge ask. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge either way. Um, It's a shame that if it is a case that JBL does move on scot-free, that's, that's shit. That really is shit. But who knows? Maybe this sparks something in a few other people that are more ready to fight them. And you just don't know. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a couple Hall, things I want to go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Scott Hall was on record. He was saying, listen, we used to do crazy stuff back then. The locker room was different. There are more women in the locker room. It's a more politically correct environment today. You can't do that. And the, the passport deal happened like a decade ago, but he was like, that's not a rib. That's being a dick. And it is being a dick. Uh, not as much as watching supernatural and picking, <sighs> One of these cars, when you go to the rental, look at that thing. Ugh. No offense to those of you who drive Geo Metros. Just to put a just to I put a to get me to buy one when I was like seventeen. Piss off, mom. Jeez. Wow. Just to put a coda on the conversation, WWE has never been a company to admit wrongdoing in terms of the steroid thing when they got off scot-free. It never happened. Daniel Bryan getting fired for the tie choking. They just wrote him out of existence. These things, they don't issue apologies. They just wipe you away from the history thing. And if JBL had admitted any wrongdoing, they'd probably wipe him off too, knowing that. I mean, and the other side is, I think there are some people... I don't want to. I don't want to crap on millennials necessarily, but oh they have a, Well, here here goes. What happened was wrong in the WWE. If 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 what we think happened happened, it's wrong. But it's not uncommon. It's not as uncommon as people think it is. Where they, where they're you know, bullying in the marketplace is wrong. If they had just gone to human resources, things would be done. Look. In these companies where you have people who are paid lots of money for their intelligence, for their creativity, or for their education, things like big law, Wall Street, the entertainment industry, you're going to get assholes like this. You're going to get dicks. And there, and there are people who will – who there are a thousand people who will take your job if you decide that it's too much for you to handle. That's the cost of getting into these kinds of industries sometimes is taking that hazing because – these people make money and that's the bottom line for the company. They're eccentric geniuses, so to speak. So people excuse that type of stuff. And HR will generally say, try and find a way to, you know, make your life more comfortable or, or make your working condition more comfortable. But these people will never get punished because they, they're worth too much, quite frankly. And, and it I was, happens. I was trying to lighten the mood, Jess, but <laughs> I know on Wall Street, I have yet to hear of anybody getting their ass soaped by a veteran. Mm. 
or Wall Street less so than say, I mean, like big law, you're going to get yelled at by million dollar partners and just be berated yeah. for, for, you know, I mean, you can talk about geometros if you'd like. I thought we were talking about something substantive, though. We can we can go out back to geometro. Excuse me. That's not substantive. Well, I think the, the issue here. Is- I am under the impression they get 50 miles per gallon. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is what somebody says. That th- somebody told me that in the chat. So uh, maybe the joke's on me. Never upgrade at the at the counter of a rental car thing. Always go for what you purchased because it's always more than they tell you it is. Oh yeah, my my at the Royal Rumble, I got hosed. I got hosed uh-huh. Rumble weekend. Thanks, Expedia. I was going to say, good the, time, thing guys. Is, the thing is, you go to the HR department and it's Vince McMahon sitting behind that desk. That's Pretty true. much. Yeah. That's true. Anyway. You soaked your ass. <laughs> you, you're obsessed with that one of all of them. And that seems like the <laughs> That's least a pretty harmful. fucking egregious thing, Jeff. It's an egregious thing, but if it's done like, if he's like jamming a hand up in there or something, but otherwise it's just being funny to me. I mean, I agree with what? Jimmy Van on this one. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Depends on life I experiences. The way Edge described it is he just kind of snuck up behind and started rubbing a bit. I mean, look. That's... I got you good, you son of a bitch. Oh, jeez. You got totally <laughs> I have been a part of MMA, pro wrestling, all that stuff in locker rooms for almost a decade. At no point has any ass soaping ever occurred in any locker room I've been a part of, whether it's MMA, boxing, kickboxing, pro wrestling, grappling. (laughs) What is it? Then you're hanging out at the wrong clubs. (laughs) Look, every woman in prison movie I've seen has that scene in it. So I know that, you know, I got to make a new shirt for (laughs) prowrestlingtees.com slash fightful or prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. It's going to have the crack and fight team logo. Soaping an ass? It's going to have a no ass soaping allowed sign underneath it. <laughs> Please do that. We keep it good and stinky. We keep our asses I'm good just, and stinky. Look, I'm just saying I'm, I sided with, with, the, with the eccentric millionaire on that one in, in your debate about that. that. That's all I'm saying here. I think you, you took that one way more personally than Edge did. You know, it doesn't matter. There are a lot of people who – No, it doesn't. They, you know what? There, there are a lot of people who don't take certain things offensively. Yeah. Uh, there, no, there and are I'm gay not people it wasn't who don't offensive. take sexual slurs personally. I am, uh, there I'm are, not saying it was correct. I am not. Yeah. I mean, there are minorities that don't take racial slurs personally. It doesn't mean that you can just go along soaping every ass. Oh, I know that. In the U.S. You two are pretty. I'm just, I'm just trying to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bust your balls about you being obsessed with guys soaping. Well, as hands. long as you don't try to soap them, my friend, I think we'll be all right. But since that's that's the way you like to do things, I have to remember to soap my ass occasionally. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> We, we've really devolved back into this. We got <laughs> on track with this Tuesday podcast for like a month. Like a month. <laughs> no, our this joke didn't happen. Anna and I have a job here, and that's to throw you off track. That <laughs> was our job. Oh, do. it doesn't work. It does not. It doesn't work, guys. It doesn't. <laughs> if, I wanted, if I didn't want this conversation to happen, you, you'd be ejected. Well, let's be honest. Let's be real with the people. It's not out of my control. We're talking about ass soaping because I wanted to talk about ass soaping. They also cut the tough enough winner, which I found interesting. That means Mandy Rose is the only survivor from that season. Oh, did they? Oh, That's they cut uh, Josh. Yeah. Oh, that was him. Interesting. Uh... There you interesting. go. There's your hard news for the night. <laughs> Yeah, he hadn't tweeted or posted or anything. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, man, he's that, – that, that was a rough one. Uh, that was a rough season. They got Daria out of it. What's her name now? Something blue. Uh, I, hope, I think she could be good. She could be okay. I think she's fine. I, I, I've watched her. I mean, look, she wasn't great with – but she was working with Mandy, so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I don't think Mandy's going to be terrible. She was better when I saw her a year ago or 13, 14 months ago than Eva Marie was the last time I saw her. If that's no, that's anything. true. That's very No, that's very, very true. Hi, Eva Marie. And you know, I, I, you, you put you, sometimes you question when they on tough enough. Like the Miz is like, she's hot. That's why I brought her on. I saw her in ring gear in Columbus. She looked like a star. She did. She looked like oh, she has an aura. There's, yes, there's no doubt. She does. I mean, at the live shows, at the live shows, she comes off like a million bucks, and then she starts to wrestle, and then it can be hit <laughs> yeah. or miss. Because I've seen her twice. Once she was good slash basketball. The other time, it was kind of a train wreck. So right now, basically, Josh gone, Sarah Lee gone and pregnant. Mandy's still there. ZZ cut. Tanner wanted to come to WWE, and they said, no, go win some MMA fights, and we'll bring you back. (laughs) Right. Uh, Gigi, for whatever reason, they have no interest in her. (laughs) Chelsea Green is dating Zack Ryder and is in Impact Wrestling. She's doing some pretty good work in Impact, I think. Uh, She's very funny. Very funny. Lance, Lance Storm trained, right? Yeah. Mata, yeah. I think he's gone. Yeah, he asked for his release. Patrick yeah. Clark in NXT. Gabby had had a cup of coffee in Impact Wrestling. And of all things, she was training with Chris Cyborg recently, like teaching Chris Cyborg a little bit of pro wrestling. Hmm. And Chris Cyborg told me that she wants to do some more pro wrestling. And then you got Daria Baronado, who I think is probably – She's pretty good. So if if you get Patrick Clark, Mandy, and Daria out of that season, did you watch that season, Anna? Mm-mm. I saw bits and pieces of it. That's that's not a bad hit rate, given yeah. how this stuff normally goes. Three out of fourteen. You could do a lot worse than that, couldn't you, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I really like Patrick Clark as well. But I mean, prior seasons like had the guy who would go on to be Son of Havoc, uh, Eva Lise. Marty oh, the Moth. They've had plenty Lucha of real Underground talent. had three hits off of that show. Yeah. They wouldn't take Austin Aries because he was too small. Crazy the way things work out, huh? <laughs> Guys, follow Anna at Anna Bauer. Jeff, what's yours? Crap Game 13. Crap Game 13. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow at Fightful Online. At Fightful Wrestling. At Fightful MMA. We are back tomorrow afternoon with that Jimmy Van podcast. It's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a hoot. Anna, do you have anything to tell the people before we go? Uh, This week's Most Ridiculous is up uh, with a guide of how to decipher the ring. uh, Well, yeah, the ring announcers, backstage announcers, basically Tom Phillips and Mike Rome. They are not the same person. Um, House of Horrors rundown. Lots of balls talk to um, elevate from our discussion tonight. Lots, lots of balls talk oh, with yeah, Sean's face lying. on it. So, oh, <laughs> fuck. They announced John Layfield as the new co-host of Talking Smack. Are you kidding me? Oh, so he, so Daniel Bryan's probably taking paternity leave permanently. Save us, Daniel. <laughs> Oh no! That you know what he may become the new commission, then <laughs> the new general manager, oh, or whatever. Guys, let's get the hashtag going. Hashtag rally for Jimmy Van to fly SRS to Toronto for the May Blue Jays versus Reds games, and do a live podcast too. Let's get that going on Twitter. I think if we got hashtag rally for Jimmy Van to fly SRS to Toronto for the May Blue Jays versus Reds game and do a live podcast too, uh, enough. I think Jimmy might do it. Keep Ric Flair in your prayers, too. Did you see that news? No, I didn't. Uh, His fiance was in a car accident during SmackDown. No. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Definitely our thoughts go out to uh, the Flair family. That sucks. Uh, Jeff, anything else to leave the people with? To to bring the people down? No. uh, No. Just uh, shake the, we're recording Shake Them Ropes tomorrow. We'll go over all the other WWE stuff. And if there's any updates on the stuff tonight, we'll let you know. 
Yeah, uh, bring us some more depressing shit when I talk about Geometros. That sounds like... Yeah, that's that's my gig here, I guess. Guys, we <laughs> went an hour and four minutes for you guys. We went over time for you. Subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, head over to Fightful.com. You can get all of our podcasts there under our podcast section. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.